I believe in myself, and I believe in what I have to offer the American people, and I believe that I've always been able to connect with real people. From WNYC and New Jersey Public Radio, it's the Christie Tracker. Everything I've done as governor has been an open book. Some of the reaction to this is just, you know, a bunch of overwrought reporters. This is not royalty in the United States. You have to battle, fight, and answer questions by the American people to become president of the United States. I'm David First. Later, we're going to be joined by school choice activists and mega Christie supporter Angel Cordero will be talking about the governor's comments in New Hampshire this weekend, where he suggested we should track immigrants who overstay their visas using something similar to FedEx package tracking technology. Right now, though, we're here with Matt Katz, who covers Governor Christie for New Jersey Public Radio and WNYC. Welcome back. Hi there, David. As we near the end of the summer beach season uh, here in New Jersey, we're going to compare this political season with a summer from the not-so-distant past, 2013. And uh, to help frame this discussion, let's start with a bit of tape from the day Governor Christie announced he was running for president. This is him speaking with NBC's Matt Lauer on June 30th. I think the biggest problem with so many people is getting attention, and I've never had any problem getting attention, so I think I'll do okay. Is that still true in 2015? No, it's not. The governor is having trouble getting attention in this Trumpian world we all live in. It is remarkable what's changed in terms of that in his political career. This guy was uh, one of the biggest national political celebrities there were for so many years. And now that it matters, now that he needs that celebrity to propel him to the nomination, it's just not happening for him anymore. It's something he was even talking about on The Tonight Show this week with Jimmy Fallon. Like the last debate, the first I was waiting for you to talk. And I was sitting Me there. too. <laughs> <laughs> but it took a while, right? Well, there was, there was one point where I went 20 questions in a row without being asked a question. And that's hard. But is it, well, but did, I'm standing uh, up there, standing next to Marco Rubio. We're looking at each other going, are we still here? But is then, this still on? But do, your Chris do our Christie, mics work? But Chris Christie, don't you, don't you go, hey, hey, and jump out and go, you don't have to be that high, more of a deeper voice. <laughs> yeah. like, hey, hey, yeah. <laughs> And you jump in there and you go, well, and you start yelling at people. And you go, no, I, I, I got something <laughs> to say about that. You think I'm Morton Downey Jr.? What are you doing here? <laughs> no, but I, no, I don't want to think of you like that. But I think that you, no, do, do you jump in? Are you allowed to jump you, in? You're, well, no, you're not supposed to. But a few people did. I know. Um, and I, you know, but I didn't think that was appropriate for that it night. It seems but, to be working for the whoever did it. But by the way, stay tuned on September 16th. Yeah. We may be changing tactics. You know, if I go, if I get to like 15 questions in a row, count them at home. <laughs> I get to 15 in a row, they're going to go, uh-oh, he's going to go nuclear now. That's what I'm talking about. (laughs) This just doesn't sound like the Governor Christie who who has, quote, no trouble getting attention. No, it doesn't. I mean, part of it is by virtue of the fact that there are 17 people in the field. uh, But part of it is it seems like this this magic he had to make headlines to cut through the noise is lost. So let's look back to the summer of 2013. This is just two short years ago. The governor was running for re-election. It was about six months after Sandy. He was still riding um, tremendous popularity because of the way he handled the storm. And the summer of 2013 begins with Prince Harry making the first royal visit to the Jersey Shore in 74 years. Not only does he come to the Jersey Shore, but he tours around with Governor Christie the whole time. The week after that, the Today Show doesn't invite Christie on. They come to the Jersey Shore and they make Christie and Mary Pat, his wife, 
co-hosts. When you looked at this area seven months ago, Governor and Mrs. Christie, did you ever think you'd be able to do this here on Memorial Day weekend? Yeah, I think we did. We really, we know that New Jersey's resilient. We're coming back. I, I, I was hopeful. I wasn't as confident as she was. <laughs> I, I was hopeful. And, and it's because of all the folks that are here today and the local officials that got it done. It's an amazing job. He was absolutely riding high, and he kept pulling celebrities out of his pocket. He was running for re-election. Nobody was paying attention to his opponent, Barbara Bono, because he kept doing things that grabbed the headlines. He had Shaquille O'Neal visit him at a Boys and Girls Club in Camden, which made for one of the best photographs I've ever taken on my iPhone of these two very differently built men. He was interviewed by Bill Clinton, of all people, in June at this event sponsored by the Clinton Foundation. Please join me in welcoming the governor of New Jersey, Governor Chris Christie. Around that same time, he also flew to California, where Mark Zuckerberg, Facebook founder, held his first political fundraiser ever for Chris Christie. A few weeks after that, Christie's back in New Jersey, and I was there this the, on this very kind of steamy July morning when he took a surprise walk down a street in Sayreville, New Jersey, with none other than Sayreville's own Bon Jovi, and people were losing their minds. I mean, you imagine waking up on a Monday morning in July, and, all, and you look out your door, and you see Christie, your governor that you love so much because it's right after Sandy, and Bon Jovi, the most famous thing by far that's ever come out of Sayreville, New Jersey, walking down the street. And of course, he's getting tons of attention because he's running for re-election. This was also the summer where his feud with Senator Rand Paul over NSA data collection, privacy issues, and national security uh, got started. The feud that uh, came into full flower during uh, the first debate this summer. There was a real issue underneath that represented two different viewpoints, but the back and forth was totally ridiculous and like perfect for um, the political Twitterati. They, they love this back and forth because first Rand Paul returned Christie's criticism by saying that Christie's push for federal Sandy aid was a gimme, gimme, gimme belief in government pork. If he cared about protecting this country, maybe he wouldn't be in this gimme, 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 gimme all the money you have in Washington or don't have, and he'd be a little more fiscally responsive. And then he called Christie the king of bacon, which people thought was maybe a little bit of a fat joke. And then Christie on the Ask the Governor show uh, uh, responded. I never called him any names yet. He called me names. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't use any childish type phrases like gimme, gimme, gimme. He did. Um, and I just have to assume from that that he's just trying to get attention. And that's fine. I mean, I, he's not the first politician who's used me to get attention in the national media. And I'm sure he won't be the last. And then Rand Paul realized he was, you know, maybe punching up too much. So he, he tried to get a detente going and he asked Christy for a beer summit. I'm running for re-election in New Jersey. I don't really have time for that at the moment. It's hard to imagine now, but this was these two guys who were doing so terribly right now in their presidential campaigns were the seen as the the biggest names in the Republican Party and, and the future for the Republican Party. And uh, Christie was right at the center of it. And obviously he would go on to absolutely destroy his Democratic opponent in running for re-election. And when you're riding high, of course, it's easy to make the news for anything. And these kinds of stories, the stories uh, about uh, the feud with Rand Paul, these sound exactly like the kind of stories that Donald Trump gets so much attention for these days. And Here's a very small example. Here's Trump visiting the Barclays golf tournament in Edison this week, where he was followed by the Star Ledger's sports writer, Steve Politi. Thank you, man. Thank you, man. 
got to make with <laughs> Make sure he writes well about me. If he doesn't, kick his ass. You, you know, feisty, slightly outrageous, everyone laughs. This is Chris Christie material. I watched that clip so many times because it was so disorienting to me because here was a politician in the heart of New Jersey getting a hero's welcome and then talking smack to a reporter which the crowd then loved and the reporter smiled. It was so bizarre to see Donald Trump pulling a Chris Christie, outbrowing Chris Christie in Chris Christie's own backyard. We, we can't pull any lessons from it yet. We don't know how this is all going to shake out. But it does seem that our attention spans are so brief and that we seem to be drawn to the shiny new object and there is nothing shiny nor new about Christie anymore in that he's been in the public consciousness now. If you see 2013 as a real kind of peak of that, he's now been in the center of the public consciousness for three years. And then you have a guy from the same part of the country who's slightly more outrageous than he is and is new and is more famous, it could be his fatal problem. He's certainly appearing on a lot of TV shows. He seems to have no trouble getting bookings. But he's not getting the, uh, it's not generating news like it used to. Matt Katz covers Governor Christie for New Jersey Public Radio. WNYC has a book on the governor coming out in January. Thanks again. Thanks, David. When you're down in the polls and people start counting you out, it's good to have a guy like Angel in your corner. Angel Cordero is an activist on school choice, Latino and Camden issues, and founder of a local alternative school, but he might be best known for his full-throated support of Governor Christie. He was there cheering from the bleachers during his presidential announcement ceremony in Livingston and became something of a sensation on Twitter when images revealed him to be by far the most enthusiastic supporter in the crowd. He is very active on Twitter, defending and celebrating the actions of the governor. He's described by our own Matt Katz as a Chris Christie superfan, and he joins us now on the Christie Tracker podcast. Welcome. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Dave. Why is Chris Christie your guy? What made you such a fan? Well, I've been following Governor Christie when he was U.S. Attorney General. When he was lacking up Democrats and Republicans. When he was a U.S. attorney for New Jersey? Uh, yes. And then when he announced that he was going to run for governor, I said, there's hope for Camden. When Governor Christie uh, became governor, before that, there was no hope for Camden. Camden was a desert. No corporation wanted to come here. Nobody wanted, did nothing to do with Camden. People had lost all hope. Today, Camden, he has given us the foundation to and the tools to build. Less than two weeks after Governor Christie's lengthy press conference acknowledging Bridgegate and apologizing for his administration's actions, you were out there in the snow in Trenton holding up signs of support for the governor as his uh, second inauguration was about to get underway. That must have been a fairly lonely time to be a Christie supporter. Uh, not in my heart. Uh, I love the guy. And my feet were frozen. I barely made it to my car. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> but look, the National Democratic Committee, 
they know that the only guy that could take the White House is is Governor Christie. They knew that five years ago, and they've been under the attack. And that comes from straight from the top, because uh, he was the only man that could have beaten Barack Obama. He was the only man. But he needed to take a, a back seat for now and, and come out now. And we should be celebrating that he's there. Instead, we're still talking about Bridgegate that some they had nothing to do with. But he's been attacked from every angle. But my Italian stallion is still standing, and he's still fighting. And when it's all said and done, he will be the next president of the United States. Do you find yourself standing up for the governor in the face of criticism from your community? Oh, my God. I got the gym and my community. But when I finish talking about my governor and the things that he has done, uh, people look at him differently. Uh, white, black, Hispanics. It don't matter who's in front of me when I talk about the governor. Look, when this man made the biggest announcement of his life, uh, announcing that he's running for president of the United States, he sent me an invitation to be next to him. A convicted criminal. Who does that? Uh, nobody. I used to sell drugs. I used to be uh, sold drugs. I used to be hooked on crack. He He, he knows... Who I am, he knows what is in his heart, and he doesn't care. He just does the right thing all the time because he's a good man. What do you make of the comments Christie made in New Hampshire this weekend? At a town hall event on Saturday, he made this FedEx comment, one that raised a lot of eyebrows. So here's what I'm going to do as president. I'm going to ask Fred Smith, the founder of FedEx, come work for the government for three months. (laughs) Just come for three months to Immigration and Customs Enforcement and show these people, because guess what, of the 11 million people who are here illegally, 40% of them didn't come in over the southern border. 40% of them came in legally with a visa and overstayed their visa. We need to have a system that tracks you from the moment you come in, and then when your time is up, whether it's three months or six months or nine months or 12 months, however long your visa is, then we go get you and tap you on the shoulder and say, excuse me, thanks for coming, time to go. He walked those comments back a little bit on Fox News Sunday when asked about it by host Chris Wallace. Critics are saying, People aren't packaging. No, they're not. But what my point was, was that this is once again a situation where the private sector laps us in the government with the use of technology. Let's use the same type of technology to make sure that 40% of the 11 million people here illegally don't overstay their visas. If FedEx can do it, why can't we use the so same technology to do it? are you going to be able to tell to somebody overstay? I mean, they don't have a, a number on their, you know, a, a label on their wrist. No, we can do it, and we should bring in the folks from FedEx to use the technology to be able to do it. Let me let me point out one thing is that when we talk about immigration, you automatically think Hispanic. We've been under siege, the Hispanic across this nation. I'm a U.S. citizen. I'm a uh, Puerto Rican. When I walk into a restaurant and office, they think I'm a Mexican. Uh, they think I'm an illegal. They think uh, uh, we get no Puerto Rican has been demonized throughout the, the, the country, thanks, of course, to uh, my the Donald. But what you get out of Christie is he's a thinker. He's thinking out of the box. He's looking for solutions. He is not talking about deporting uh, 12 million people out of the country, which is going to cost chaos and no money to pay for it, and, 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 and the visa is out of control, and there's not monitoring that. So 
yeah, the, the governor is tapping into something that at least the governor is thinking, if I'm going to put my life on my friends, I'd rather put it in the, in the hands of Governor Christie, a man that has a heart of gold. they rather a man, uh, Donald Trump, to the, to that belongs to the 1% and Hillary, who is a stone-cold liar. All right, thinking out of the box, uh, maybe not thinking out of the FedEx package, but uh, thinking out of the box. But is there something offensive, though, about the idea of, of tracking immigrants that are here legally uh, using a technology similar to the technology used to track FedEx packages? Well, look, it, 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 they're not being tracked right now at all. Something needs to be done about immigration, a comprehension of immigration reform needs to happen. Uh, we need to secure both borders. How about Canada? That's where the terrorists came in. Angel Cordero is an activist on school choice, Latino and Camden issues. Thank you very much for speaking with us today. My pleasure. Thank you, Dave. You can follow Angel on Twitter at Christy Guy. That is at Christy underscore Guy underscore. And, you know, when uh, confronted by your praise of the governor on Twitter, some have responded in a fairly negative way. I saw one guy wondering if you were a real person. <laughs> they thought I was an actor. Yeah, uh, I'm a real person that has been through through a whole lot. And um, I see hope when I see a governor, a guy like Christy, I see hope. And that's all we need is hope. But I don't see any hope in any other candidate. I have no bones about that. The Christie Tracker podcast is a production of WNYC and New Jersey Public Radio, thanks to associate producer Joseph Capriglione. Our theme music is by 29-Hour Music People. You can subscribe to the Christie Tracker podcast on iTunes. You can like us on Facebook. And you can follow Matt Katz on Twitter at MattKatz00. That is Matt, K-A-T-Z. I'm David First, and hey, Governor, how do you like the Christy Tracker podcast so far? We shouldn't be given this dope, you know, the, the amount of airtime we've given him already.